This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 97, a review of what is new in ANSYS 2021 R2 fluids and an update on the news and such in the world of ANSYS. Welcome once again to our little podcast. I hope you and your family are doing well as we look at the second half of September. I know that many of you are preparing for the final three months of the year for business and for family with the holiday season approaching for many of our listeners in the Western Hemisphere as well as Europe and Australia. It's hard to believe that 2021 is almost three quarters over. I personally have been getting out and about a bit more for in-person and hybrid events, and you will see when we get to the end of the podcast, October is going to be a very busy month for PADT and some ANSYS-related things for the uh, for the remainder of the year. I don't know about everyone else, even though I enjoy seeing people face-to-face, even masked and six feet apart, I do kind of miss the efficiency of when everything was online. The The technology barrier was great, uh, the lack of travel time required, and, and let's be honest, the ability to multitask and work in another window while you're listening appealed to both the introvert and the engineer in me. But uh, things are very slowly and fortunately not as fast as I think we'd all like returning to normal. And I, again, as always, I hope that everyone listening is safe as well as for their family and friends. So um, let's go ahead and, uh, and and keep up with our technology-delivered interaction by moving forward with our interview with PADT's lead engineer today, Sina Godes, on what is new in ANSYS CFD. All right. I want to thank everybody for joining us once again for another discussion about another new release of ANSYS products. And today we're going to focus on the fluids part of the ANSYS family and 2021 R2 with our frequent guest, Sina Goad. Sina, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing, doing good. It's Friday and uh, I think we've all had a very busy week, so we're, we're ready to uh, for the weekend. Yeah, and it's cloudy here in Phoenix. so it's it, it is. Maybe it's going to be a little cooler. Friday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little bit cooler. So, um, you know, we've had these discussions before, and I, I think the key thing that our listeners like to know is, you know, as engineers like yourself, CFD experts like yourself, what's the most important thing that they should know about this latest release of uh, 2021 R2? So I'll just start with that question. You know, what's your favorite thing that uh, that you found in the new release? Yeah, so, you know, we have uh, a very vast range of, of audience. So I'll, it's hard to say if you focus on different physics, the uh, in each area, there's a, a favorite update that I can <laughs> talk mm-hmm. about. But if, if what I talk about in general, as as usual, the the uh, user experience updates are, are my favorite ones. So for this release, uh, there's one that is actually very useful, and it's the uh, the case uh, view of you can you can report the, the all the, your case settings and compare it to the default. So. Okay. Uh, in a kind of a report card, uh, in a very you know one glance, you can you can see what you have changed. So I don't know if you've uh, experienced that in before or not. Um, but usually, if if you want to start from scratch, a new project, uh, let's say a fluent project. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is a fluent update, by the way. Right. Uh, you uh, you go down the list from from uh, different physics energy on off uh, different turbulence settings uh, as you go down it change it's sometimes hard to remember what you've changed from from the default setting mm-hmm. uh, in this 
kind of report card kind of shows you in two columns. This is the depositing. This is what you have. It makes it very easy to to kind of track what you've changed because uh, sometimes defaults even change from from one release to another. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's one of my my favorite uh, new yeah. features. Yep. And 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 when you know when you want to explain things to other engineers what they should change, it, it makes it very easy. And besides that, uh, you know, post processing uh, the color maps, uh, lighting behaviors, solid material rendering. It's even more realistic and fluent now. Oh, good. And embedded so, windows. Yeah, those are my three top three uh, user experiences. Let me ask you this, uh, this question about yep. the, the better rendering then. Yep. So we always recommend that if you need a higher quality image, you go over to Insight, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Do you feel like it's getting to be the same or equal capability of Insight? Or uh, still, still, Insight would be, if you want an ultimate uh, post-processing quality, definitely Insight is, is okay. a tool. It's but uh, staying in one tool, staying in the solver uh, post-processing capabilities, this is a huge improvement. It's uh, these are like uh, if you go back a couple of releases, a couple of years ago, and compare the post-processing quality materials, color maps to what we have right now, graphics. Okay. It's a huge improvement. Yeah. Yep. Good. Sure. That's good to know. So if you need that yeah. super fancy uh, front of your web page picture, uh, go yeah. over to Insight or maybe some yeah. uh, some of the more sophisticated post-processing. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. if you just uh, just need a something that's better than Fluent used to do, you can yeah, stay. Yeah, if you want to stay your analyst, you want to just present it to someone, you want to stay in your solver uh, tool, good. it's definitely uh, still an amazing uh, post-processing tool. Yeah. And then you also mentioned single window. Why don't you talk a little bit about that as well? Uh, well, actually, it's called embedded window. Uh, embedded. So it, it, I think for those of you not aware, it was released uh, uh, the last release, 22.1 R1. Okay. Uh, if you don't know, embedded window gives you the ability to create and display uh, a, a visualization and some my, uh, monitors or graphics within a single tab. So okay. the idea here is that... Uh, you know, sometimes when you run cases, both in fluid mechanics and solid mechanics, you keep track of, of like residuals, see whether your cases uh, is converged or not. And then you go back, you check the results, contours, cross sections and everything. So this kind of gives you the, 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 the capability to look at both, uh, both kind of uh, monitors at the same time. So you have a smaller window of your residuals uh, and that it's kind of a plot on the, on, uh, and in the, in the like a top uh, bottom right or bottom left whatever you want to put it and and you can still look at the actual like cross sections let's say velocities or temperatures as they get updated nice. so both um, qualitative and quantitative uh, evaluation of the of the solution as it progresses I like it. I yeah. like it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That does sound very handy. Uh, you don't have to switch back and forth. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, so, so those could be some big productivity enhancements. I think the first one's going to be um, the one, especially when you're doing a lot of iterations or coming back to an old job to be able to see, you yeah. know, what's changed. What do you have changed? Yeah. 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 How, how yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then graphics. And also, again, graphics, I can talk about user experience, uh, yes. but maybe the, the last thing I want to point out, the cases like if you have too many uh, zones, like 10,000 or more, uh -huh. there you, we have always experienced that if, if you, when you rotate or, or zoom, it kind of 
uh, chokes and freezes. So right. now, now fluent in the background does kind of a the the, the cup the featuring, and you don't notice that. And then once okay. you're done rotating or zooming, it will go back to the uh, those all those the feature whatever the featuring okay. is done will will pop back up to uh, what it was before. Yeah. So it, it shows enough so you can see your object. Yeah, then once exactly. you stop moving the mouse, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've dealt with that with other code. And the thing I've had to learn is just just let go of the mouse because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those people that sits there and like moves the mouse back and forth just slightly while I'm looking at a part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That, that, that's good. Good, good. Yeah, very cool. Um, yep. So, so any any changes on the solver side of things that are worth? Yeah, on? yeah. So, uh, as you know, there are two releases from that for a couple of years now, or maybe two years. Uh, this is the second year, I guess, that we have. Uh, one release in January, one release around July, uh, mid-year. And uh, it's not necessarily the case, but usually the second release of the year is the solver uh, enhancements, bugs fixed, you know, uh, instabilities uh, are, are improved or, or fixed. And this is the case for, for Fluent and CFX, the, uh, the same uh, for this release as well. Uh, lots of uh, solver and enhancements. If if you have uh, instabilities or or any other uh, issues before, you definitely encourage you to switch to to this new release. One uh, one solver update that I really like is is called the gap model. Okay. Uh, so it's really good for flow blockages uh, for tiny gaps. Like let's say you have a valve in a and a <laughs> ball in a valve that it kind of blocks the flow at some point. Uh, as the ball closes, uh, gets closer to the to the walls, it, it's kind of numerically might be challenging to block the flow. Uh, so with this new model, uh, you can you can specify a threshold, and then uh, the solver fully blocks the flow when when the the distance between those two objects are closer than a certain uh, distance. Nice. So yeah, it again improves the instability. Mm -hmm. uh when when you have those things and again for moving moving meshes interfaces uh there are lots of uh, improvements i don't want to go into the details but uh, you can expect the second release to be more focused on on these type of solver uh improvements numerical improvements enhancements uh, robustness yeah. i like that i like that a lot I, I i know that we've dealt with some problems in our consulting team yeah uh, where you know it's a difficult problem because we're we're basically modeling a valve right with chokes yeah, yeah. and yeah. get the refinement in there at that the customer's interested in that that point around the open and close point so yes exactly yeah when you open and close that it, it can definitely introduce some uh, instabilities uh, as you repeat that process numerically this even gets worse and worse mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Good. And one more thing in terms of, of the new release, maybe before going through the, all the new features and physics, uh, more details, is uh, one, two maybe uh, changes in the licensing. Okay. Uh, one is the, the Chemkin Enterprise uh, and, and CFT Enterprise now have been uh, consolidated. So before, for those of you who use Chemkin, uh, if you have like uh, hot flows and reactions and you use Chemkin Pro, it's now, uh, you just, you don't need a separate Okay, license for that before okay. before it was Chemkin Enterprise license. Now it's just CFD Enterprise. And for those who who are interested in using mm -hmm. uh, Polyflow, like polymer extrusion, yes. Uh, before it was all the way to the the top of the line in terms of licensing CFD Enterprise. Now there are some entry level uh, Polyflow capabilities 
added to the CFD Pro and CFD Premium. So okay. for an entry level, you can also play with, with uh, Polyflow uh, a little bit if you, if you want. So let me make sure I understand that because because people may have this capability and not be aware of it now because mm -hmm. of government licenses. Yeah, Polyflow. Uh, when yeah. I remember looking at it, is mm -hmm. for polymer extrusion. It's not for yep. injection molding, right? It's for uh, forcing the plastics through. Dots yes, yes, mainly for those type of and blow molding yeah. as well, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's yep. correct. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and then. Um, so before you need to go all the way to the uh, to the okay. NCFD enterprise to get that. Get that. So you may have access to that now. So that's good. now you have you have a limited uh, you have access to a kind of limited version of that okay. with the okay. CFT Pro and CFT Premium. Yep. Okay. Good, good, good. And then the other thing that is going to be Chemkin, which is mm -hmm. the uh, modeling of chemical reactions, especially yes. combustion. Yeah, exactly. right? Yeah, you can define your own uh, uh, reactions. Yeah. That okay. is now part of the CFE enterprise. You don't need a separate right. license for that. So again, you may have been asking your boss for that uh, upgrade. And you're going to get it in the next in the, in this release. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, now you can turn it on and and have fun with uh, combustion. Exactly. And yeah. Other reactions. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Love it. Okay. So what else? Oh well, yeah. Maybe go down to the the some of the most common uh, you know applications in physics and just touch the the most yep. important highlights maybe in in each each okay. of those applications. Um, in the combustion, there is a a new enhanced post processing uh, for for a species uh, that definitely if if that's the case that you do. Uh, more frequently, I definitely encourage you to do a better visualization of components uh, of, of the uh, of the physics. Okay. And also, hydrogen combustion is is uh, ANSYS is a big uh, it's, it's a big focus for ANSYS now. Uh, hydrogen combustion uh, is is now available, influenced with the FGM and SBS uh, for hydrogen and hydrogen plants. So. Okay. Uh, definitely, uh, it's it's one of the big interests and, and uh, focuses for for ANSYS, and also uh, if you have a strained uh, flames like a, kind of a stretch uh, uh, flames, uh, mm -hmm. usually it was unstable before. In mm -hmm. case of like lean blowouts, now now that is fixed. Uh, other other things uh, that people usually use are, are injection. Uh, injection has been improved a lot. Yes. Uh, discharge coefficients and that can be a user uh, defined. Before it was a const constant uh, discharge coefficient. Now, kind of, you can define your own discharge coefficients for different nozzles and orifices. Uh, that it's kind of uh, again a great great capability. Multi phase definitely uh, a big uh, improvement if if you're using uh, lots of uh, robustness and box fixed in in this uh, uh, new new release for sure. And uh, high resolution particle tracking uh, for injections. Again, this is this is one of the uh, main uh, usages of people that do injections and in spray. Local coordinate system uh, is available now. So if you have a file of of diff uh, of an injector uh, injection, you can use it for different locations with with local coordinate system. Oh, you don't need to do, do define it. Transformation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you can basically use the same file, but for different locations with, with just uh, simply using a uh, local coordinate system. Uh, that is uh, for uh, for uh, combustion and, and multi-phase. Batteries. Let me, let me yeah, before yeah. you go to the batteries, let me ask a question yeah. going back to the yeah. yeah. Um, is it calculating the water vapor that's created as well? Yeah, yeah, that for sure. Perfect. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. 
it, it does that. The uh, again, uh, it's it's uh, in the case of hydrogen, it's it's a, it's a more advanced uh, yeah uh, improvement here in this release. Again, it was at the FGM uh, and and SVS uh, the, the the turbulence model. Uh, okay. It's been able to come with some extensions to the modeling in order to make it possible for uh, you know be, be, without going to the to the details, but uh, with with progress variables, uh, they have defined a weighted combination of hydrogen and hydrocarbon flames that you can you can define. Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, yeah, but yeah, it's simple. Or you can definitely get the, the products of, of a hydrogen combustion for sure. That's that's you know because I'm coming from the mechanical side. And that's where we've gotten involved in the past is dealing yep. with water vapor downstream. Yeah, um, yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and you can get condensing that. out and such. Yeah, but cool, very good. Yep. We're always guessing at what that percentage vapor was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always yeah. That's good. one of the main uh, main uh, reasons you do the, the hydrogen simulation. Yeah. Good. Uh, okay, batteries and, and fuel yes. cells, yeah, yeah. You, so one, I think one of the big improvements this release is the material property library. So okay. you basically uh, you don't need a. It removes the burden of of finding material properties in the literature. There's a, like a strong uh, a library of, okay. of or material properties inside uh, fluent. There are some meshing techniques also introduced in this release that helps. Uh, uh, modeling the battery fuel cells with uh, with the patterns that it can create, so you can create create one cell and then you know have different directions, and you can um, uh, make patterns of of that fuel cell uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, that is for battery cells, and uh, I know for turbine machinery, that's a kind of hot topic. Yes, that uh, Fluent is getting in each release more and more turbine machinery. Uh, capabilities. So before, uh, and it still is the case, CFX is, was the flagship tool for turbo machinery simulation. Uh, now with this uh, uh, the, uh, the effort that, that uh, and focus that ANSYS has, uh, you get uh, more and more turbo machinery capabilities in Fluent in each, each release. And the idea is to, to have Fluent as capable as CFX uh, in the near future for, for turbo machinery simulations. Uh, and this was the case for for this release as well. Um, without going to the details of what has been added this this release, you can have now steady state single phase uh, simulations for turbo machineries uh, with Fluent easily uh, these days. Uh, if 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 you're more a Fluent user, uh, it would be a good news for you. <laughs> uh, Very good. Good. And with that, it found a good good segue to switch to CFX update. Yes. So yeah. besides besides the blade editor uh, and turbo grid, you know, geometry editing and meshing updates, I think the highlight of, of this release is that uh, the blade modeler is now supported with the cloud. Uh, so you can solve kind of end-to-end -end, uh, blade design workflow using the, the elastic licensing, uh, including uh, the ANSYS cloud-based mm -hmm. workflow. So you can have the Blade design and then uh, create the blade geometry and then uh, mesh it in TurboGrid and solve it in CFX. All the workflow uh, on the cloud using using Elastic licensing, and uh, also you can submit the batch solver uh, to the Ansys cloud. So lots of uh, cloud compatibilities with with CFX uh, for for this release, and also Optius Slang, which is an optimizer uh, mm -hmm. optimization tool that uh, probably know. 
that ANSYS has, ANSYS flagship optimization tool. It's called Optuslang. It's now uh, compatible with CFX. And uh, there's there are lots of uh, uh, tutorials on the ANSYS Learning Hub uh, that how you can you can connect and have a workflow using CFX and Optuslang on a text-based uh, basically uh, way. Yep. And, and uh, yeah, that's that's uh, these are the highlights. And GPU acceleration for for uh, streamlines and post processing is also a hot topic for for CFX. But uh, yeah, I think that that kind of covers the the highlights for uh, for CFX. Great. Yep. Um, yeah, that's it's a lot of good improvements. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I think I think CFX turbo machinery users always panic when you talk about how we're adding functionality on the fluent side. Oh yeah. But, yeah. but we're still working we on keep, CFX. CFX is not yeah, going yeah. That, that, that's a good learning for me. You should always add to the end of the sentence that CFX is not going anywhere. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Adding to Fluent, not taking exactly. away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. It's just an addition, not not a yes. subtraction from the ANSYS tools. Yeah. Exactly. Good. 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 Yeah. It's still, uh, again, with the current state uh, uh, state or status, still uh, absolutely CFX is the. Uh, uh, the, the turbo machinery flagship tool as of 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to take a long time to get, move the, all those years worth of capability over. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's why I say right now you can you can do like steady state uh, mm -hmm. simulations, but yeah, anything beyond that definitely uh, CFX. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I've, I've 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 learned a ton. Anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off? Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, other tools. Uh, uh, we have uh, we're gonna have a webinar actually. Uh, oh yes, that's uh, right. Next next week, yeah. So yep. I'll cover others uh, in the under fluids. We call we also cover Forte Insight and Fence okay. Yeah. So for more technical details, definitely yep. I encourage people to to get that uh, listen to that uh, webinar or attend that webinar as well. And, and that made me think um, we should we should get you on to talk about FenSAP maybe and, and get get uh, a consultant that works with us that knows the code well. Uh, if, if you're a listener that doesn't know FenSAP, FenSAP they they purchased Ansys purchased them I don't know three or four years ago, and they're kind of the leading tool for ICE buildup uh, calculation yeah. in, yeah. in CFD. So if you've got aircraft or even cars, yeah. I guess sometimes, but usually aircraft with ICE buildup, which is a big concern. Yeah. Um, that's what this code is for, and and we've used it. Uh, we do some consulting work with uh, one of our customers on that, and really really like the integration. Um, I I always forget about the poor FenSAP users, so maybe we should uh, we should come back and have a discussion about that. But but you'll cover what's enhanced there. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yes, like exactly. Both the, the FenSAP and also Fluent. You know. Uh, it's getting all these uh, uh, icing capabilities it's, as well. It's migrating in. Yeah, they're taking. Yes, yeah, exactly. Taking the the yeah, capabilities inside. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's a it's a great example of how um, Ansys differentiates themselves when they acquire a company. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of competitors just kind of, oh, here's the product. We're gonna change the logo and stick it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> And exactly. they, keep the, they keep the product going until people stop using it, but they take what technology they can and integrate it yeah. into the flagship. It. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. And, yeah, uh, it totally makes sense. Yeah. You kind of get your, your cake and eat it too. So we're, we're excited about uh, yeah. when they acquire companies. It's it's not uh, a bad thing. It's usually a good thing. Yeah. Not an easy task though, because you know nope. when you, yeah, they, all these tools that they're coming from different histories, different platforms. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge to to integrate things together. 
Yeah, if you're a developer at Ansys, you're not looking for things to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks once again. I really enjoyed uh, this. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, uh, good luck on the on the webinar coming up, and we'll we'll put that in the notes. Uh, yep. As always, you can watch it live, or you can and watch the recording afterwards. And uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for coming on. You too. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank Talk you. to you soon. Yep. Take care. Bye. 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 Thanks once again. Uh, I don't know how many times Cena's been on, but uh, every time it's it's great, and I learned something for for a look at what's uh, what's new in this new release and, and how it really impacts users. I think that's the key thing that came away is there's lots of useful things there to make everybody more efficient and be able to get more accurate results. As always, uh, attend the webinar on Bright Talk or consult the release notes for products uh, that you use. The webinar is on Wednesday, September 22nd at 11 a.m. in both Arizona Pacific time, and go to brighttalk.com and search for PADT to find that event and all of our past and future webinars. For this episode's commercial, I'm going to actually ask for your help. I was looking at some sales data across PDT this last week. You know, Ansys products, Stratasys reselling, EOS 3D printer sales, our, our 3D printing services where we print parts for other people and our consulting for product design and simulation. And one thing showed out when, um, it kind of stood out when I looked at where new customers were coming from. They came from referrals. Usually in these little advertisings we do uh, in mid of our middle of our podcast, I ask you and your company to reach out for one of the products or services we sell. This time I'm asking if you like the podcast and the other things that PDT does for the users like our blog and videos and things like that, please consider referring us to other people in your company, your customers, your vendors, and maybe your friends that are engineers. We can do so much more than uh, becoming their outstanding value-added channel partner for Ansys products, which, which is a great place to start, though. We can help them design, uh, simulate, uh, do 3D printing, uh, help them with acquiring 3D printers, and we can even do part scanning. We're a 95-person strong company right now at PADT, and we have recs out for more staff across the company. Just send them to our website at www.padtinc.com or have them email info at padtinc.com or they can even call if they would like an analog communication at 1.800-293-PADT. That's 1-800-293-PADT. We can't wait to help them and make you look good because you recommended us. As they say on social media, when someone makes a big ask, T-Y-I-A, which I had to look up and it stands for thank you in advance. So let's take a look at the ANSYS stock. Uh, it's doing a little bit better. It was up to 372 a share on Wednesday, and then the market in general just kind of went down, and they finished the week at 364.63. Uh, still sort of flat for the year so far, but up 19.5% for the last 12 months. And I just went ahead and clicked on the button and saw that they're up 190% for the past five years. Uh, and in comparison, the S&P 500 is up 109%. So the S&P 500 doubled, and ANSYS was up um, um, uh, almost twice X uh, in the same period of time over the last five years as a comparison. So still strong, um, just kind of uh, sticking where it started the year uh, so far for 2021. There's really nothing significant from either ANSYS or PADT news-wise, so I'll move right on to my recommendations for blog things people should read. Um, looking at the ANSYS blog, there, there's actually uh, more than three articles, but I picked I pick three um, that, that really I enjoyed reading and struck my interest and educated me in various ways. Uh, the first one is called Reaching Low Earth Orbit on Short Notice with Avium's 
Raven X, and I'm probably mispronouncing Avium and Raven, but uh, anyway, this story is about a company called Avium who is part of the ANSYS startup program. They're a startup, they're an aerospace startup, and they're developing an unmanned aircraft and a rocket payload that slings underneath that can launch satellites in a low Earth orbit with only 180 minutes of turnaround time. So the, the mission here is that if the military needs to put a satellite up very quickly, they don't really have a way to spin up a rocket really fast, you know, put, put the payload on and shoot it. Um, th this is what this program is all about. So it's pretty impressive. If you're a space fan, it's worth a look. And of course, they talk about how ANSYS helped them get their win uh, of a contract with the U.S. Space Force to um, try out this technology. So uh, very, very cool looking. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of, this is very similar to the kind of the SpaceX approach, except they actually put things into orbit. Not SpaceX, sorry, that's totally wrong. Um, Virgin Galactic uh, approach of, you know, an aircraft that then has a payload underneath that you then launch. Um, I'm... I'm I'm a big fan of uh, the, this geometry compared to the kind of the Burt Rattan-inspired geometry that Virgin Galactic uses. Um, apologies to Elon for mixing up the names there. Um, if you're a regular listener, you know my background is turbo machinery, so I'm a sucker for any advanced blade simulation, and especially aeromechanics. Love aeromechanics. And that's, that's flutter in a fan blade, flutter in a fan blade, which is actually a fluid solid interaction problem, right? You get turbulence and pressure waves that come off of the geometry and it causes the compressor or fan blade to be excited by those variations in load from the pressure changes. And if you do it at the right frequency, you can excite a fundamental for, uh, mode in the blade and things don't go well. So um, this blog post is about the state of the art for this kind of simulation. And it's called How to Improve Turbo Machining Durability with Aeromechanic Simulation. And one of the things I really liked about it, enjoyed looking at were the great videos, including a, a really nice one of, of something that you, know, you couldn't do before, but it's really powerful and very easy to do right now, which is a you have a stator, right? That's a stationary blade. Blade, and then you have the compressor blade where they, you know, they add uh, uh, compression to the flow. And then you've got another stator blade to kind of kind of straighten out the flow. And um, what happens is you get these pressure waves off of the stator that can excite the compressor blade. And you can actually see that in the video right there. It's really, really cool. 360 degrees. Some really useful stuff. So if you're doing any kind of rotating machinery, you just like cool simulation, check out that article. And the last, uh, being a bit technology-driven uh, tree hugger that I am, I liked the impact of materials on sustainability, which is about exactly what the, what it says, right? Um, using material selection uh, to pick uh, materials that help with your sustainability goals of your company. And now it's part of the decision matrix, right, for many material selections. And the ANSYS Great uh, uh, suite of tools is right they're ready to help look at the full picture. So it's not just, you know, what does this material look like in a landfill? It's what does the sustainability look like of this material all the way through the production cycle through end of life? So what kind of upstream reality, um, like how, how, it's, how it's extracted, how it's refined, um, and how you shape the material, how does that impact your sustainability goals? So uh, a pretty useful article and something that um, many of our customers are starting to really look at when they're choosing materials. So um, another step up uh, from an ANSYS product to get you there faster and better.
Uh, looking at the PDT blog, we had two posts um, to, that I want to mention. Uh, the first is another great post from Miles Atkins on Flonex, the tip and hit for Flonex. And it shows you how you can read in a scaled image, like a, a bitmap, and then draw on it to create your flow network. And uh, you can scale that image to say, you know, how long a certain, uh, how, how big it is in, in, the, in the coordinate system of your model. And then when you sketch, you know, it interprets those, those lengths of pipes and, and uh, channels and things like that that you're creating a 1D network for. And you can also measure geometry on that image as well. Once you've uh, specified the scale of the image, you can, like, let's say you're doing a channel that's uh, rectangular shape, you can actually measure the width and the depth um, in two different views and then use that to specify the material prop or the, uh, the cross-section properties for that uh, channel in your flow model. So pretty cool. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that it shows is um, like all these, uh, the things that Miles does for the Flonex users, it's it's great for Flonex users. If you're a Flonex user, this stuff is really invaluable and makes you much more efficient. But if you're not familiar with Flonex and you're you're wondering do you, how easy is it to use this 1D thermal fluid solver and does it fit with you, you know, instead of looking at a marketing video, you can actually look at some real world tips and hints and see how powerful and capable this tool is and how easy it is to use. So I highly recommend that. The other post to mention is our last latest episode, uh, chapter seven of our silly story about a fictitious uh, PDT engineer who enters the wrong command line argument. And um, because she's using quantum computing and some other um, um, uh, made up technology, she gets sent back in time. Uh, to ancient Phoenicia, where she has to use her engineering skills to avoid some nasty bad guys. Um, it has nerdiness, humor, well, an attempted humor, suspense, and even some romance in this latest chapter. So uh, catch up uh, with chapter seven, Journey to Tripoli, or start reading with the first chapter, Batch Submission. And uh, it will not win a Booker Prize for outstanding literature, but it might possibly make you chuckle a few times. I don't know if you'll be laughing at it or with it, but either way, I hope you find it entertaining. We've been enjoyed uh, writing uh, so far seven chapters of, of this novel, and we're, we're getting to kind of the... Uh, the big, uh, the big uh, climax of the story pretty soon here when uh, Ashley and her friends will have to deal with the bad guy, meet and deal with the bad guy. So look forward to that in the next couple chapters. And again, that's on our blog at pdtinkcom slash blog. Uh, upcoming events, um, I'm actually didn't write them down. I'm going to, I'm going to bring up, uh, the pdtinkcom slash events webpage because we got a lot. Uh, I've been talking about this for a while on the podcast. We've been, basically everybody's been postponing live events to October and, uh, we had a few in September, but, um, and, and, and August, but uh, here we are, here's October. So there's a lot going on. So let me go through the list for those of you who are local in Arizona, um, in Mexico, Colorado, um, there's, there's stuff here for everybody, but, um, and also some some online stuff for those of you that are around the world. So let me get started. Uh, October 5th is the first event. Well, actually, going back, we have two left in September. There's the Fluids Update in ANSYS 2021 R2 uh, webinar with Cena, and we talked about that. So that's on um, brighttalk.com. And then I'm going to actually be up in Boulder on October 29th. So if you're in the area, give me a shout out. I'm going to be at the University of Colorado Boulder at the AIAA Rocky Mountain Annual Technical Symposium. So I'm going to be presenting a paper on the ANSYS uh, topological optimization, well, it's, it's ANSYS and topological optimization 
in bio-inspired design NASA work we've been doing. We have an STTR with Arizona State University and some other schools, and uh, I'm going to be presenting our results from the phase two of that project at the AIAA um, Rocky Mountain Annual Technical Symposium. So it's going to talk about simulation, topological optimization, and 3D printing, because that's how we're making the parts that we came up with in design. So uh, if you're there, please stop by and say hi. Then now October, we've got the AZ Bio Awards on October 5th. Those are unfortunately um, not going to be live. We're going to go ahead and do those as a recorded show. So uh, several PDT's customers are up for awards. So I always like to check that one out. But unfortunately, we won't be able to see you in person at that one. We will be online. So say hi if you're online. Then... Um, Online or actual in-face craziness for October starts with the 2021 Southern Arizona Tech and Business Expo at the Tucson Convention Center in Tucson, Arizona, and that is on the 6th of October, and I'll be there pretty much from noon to around four, and uh, other people from the PADT team will be there till the end at six. I'm going to jump in a car and drive north um, to be there for the uh, Venture Madness welcome reception, which is at 530 at down at the new Phoenix Biomed campus in downtown Phoenix. So I'll be there for that reception. Venture Madness is our, our annual big uh, startup show, basically. It's a pitch competition, it's meetings, it's conferences, it's social events. Um, it's it's our big startup thing. And again, I, not only are several PDT's customers up for awards um, at Venture Madness, I'm a judge for the deep tech uh, area. Uh, so I'll be on the panel. It's not like Shark Tank. I'm not like those people. We don't have comfy chairs. Um, but I'll be judging for that. And um, also PDT's spin out. Uh, Oryx Additive is up for an uh, a win to win something in a category that I'm not judging, so no no unfairness there. But yeah, c come and see um, if you're if you're if you're in the Arizona tech community. I highly recommend this event. So the reception is on the sixth, and then the actual um, event, which is also part of Unmet and AZ Bio Week, is on the seventh, also at the uh, uh, U of A Health Sciences Education Center. So that's part of the University of Arizona Medical School campus downtown Phoenix. Um, so we'll be there all day and then all night. There's a couple of social events afterwards. So I hope to see some of you there. And then the following week on October 13th, we'll be at the Governor's Celebration of Innovation. And as the chairman of the board of the Arizona Technology Council, I'll be handing out the chairman's award as well as helping with some of the duties at that event. PDT will have a booth. So if, again, if you're in Arizona, we highly recommend this event. It's um, a huge room, so we'll be socially distanced quite easily. And um, do stop by and say hello. Um, looking forward to that. Uh, again, a couple of PDT customers are up for awards. Can't tell you who won or not. But, um, uh, and PDT is sponsoring the awards for that event as well. So good stuff there. Now, we also have a series of events with Stratasys. It's the um, it's called the Mobile Truck Stop. And basically what, what Stratasys has done to show off their new technology is they, they have this really cool tractor trailer that they fill full, that expands out, kind of like a cool RV, uh, that they've filled full of some of the technology that Stratasys is bringing to the market, some of the cooler stuff that they're doing, as well as some sample parts. And we'll be joining them in various cities across our territory. So um, on the 7th, we'll be in the Salt Lake City. City area. On the 14th, we'll be in Denver. On the 15th, we'll be in Centennial. 
Colorado, which is, you know, north of Denver, kind of closer to Boulder. On the 19th, we'll be at Los Alamos um, and meeting with our great customers there at Los Alamos National Labs and some of the companies in that area in Santa Fe as well. Then we'll be headed down the next day on the 20th to Albuquerque to do the same thing. And um, finally, it'll be finishing up at kind of the most important event of all of these ones I've listed on October 27th, PDT will be having our Nerdtoberfest 2021 after canceling it in 2020. Uh, actually, yeah, 2020, we canceled it. Um, and we're really excited about having that event. It's our big open house. Uh, we'll be having the Stratasys mobile truck there as well as a bunch of other stuff. And again, that's the 27th at PDT's headquarters in Tempe, Arizona. Look for more information on that. And it may be an outside event. Uh, it depends on how Delta and COVID are doing. Um, but um, worst case, worst case, it'll be outside, but we will be having that event. And then um, the final mobile truck event is down in Tucson on the 29th of October. So I hope to see some of our listeners at some of those events um, in, in Utah. New Mexico, Colorado, as well as quite a few in Arizona, part of our ecosystem there. And that's a lot of events. Like I said, I warned you, you may have fast forwarded through that part. Um, that's it for the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. As always, don't forget to subscribe to PDT's newsletter at pdtinc.com slash opt in. Spread the word about the podcast and about all the great things that PDT does. And do not hesitate to reach out. Thanks a lot. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 97. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS, Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.